You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in here today. And no, this is not Large Marge filling in for Steve Dace. This is Steve Dace. I am on the back end of defeating a cold slash sinus infection without antibiotics. Normally, I have to, I get antibiotics like twice a year for my two sinus infections. This year, I just decided I'm going to try and defeat this naturally. Um, and I try actually every year to do it. I typically can't, but I think I'm actually going to pull it off. Knock on wood this year. We'll see. But I'm, I know it's a good sign that I'm in the dry out phase right now because that's usually at the very end when I'm on antibiotics to get rid of the sinus infection. That's usually the, the last stage is the dry out phase, right? And so I'm at that phase right now. So no, I didn't lose my voice yelling at the football game or, you know, I didn't put down nine packs of, of you know, uh, over, the, over the weekend of cancer sticks. It's uh, fighting back my twice a year sinus infection. So you, you may hear Todd and Aaron a little bit more than normal on today's podcast. They are here as well. We would love it if you would join us. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And this free podcast every day, gentlemen, is underwritten by our benevolent overlords at CRTV. And we just finished doing the show for them today. Let's give the audience a little taste. Aaron Media members call out Trump for not calling for the death penalty for the Las Vegas shooter. You won't believe what happens next. Nice clickbait there, yes. Todd? Yes, so I like that. I I had an Aaron voice in my head if I could ever pull it off saying uh, faker news than ever before. Uh, But beyond that, uh, we talk about um, tax cuts that aren't. Shocked! I know you are. You 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 expected after the, you know the august nature of the Obamacare debate that man we were really gonna bring this thing down the red zone and stuff it uh, down uh, the Democrats throat. Uh, don't hold your breath. Yes, um, we always have our fake news or not segment, but there is a separate segment for a level of malfeasance that deserved it. It goes beyond just your typical calling balls and strikes. Is that true? Is that not? This, is, this isn't even bias. It's a level of malfeasance that deserves its own separate um, lashing. And you get that today on CRTV. So if you're not yet a promo co- or not yet a CRTV subscriber, promo code DACE, that's my last name, D-E-A-C-E. And you won't just get access to our show and all of our shows, but all of the shows here at CRTV and all the shows that have ever been done, including the great one, Mark Levin, and the new one, Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, who's now on the team as well. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, so you can watch today's, today's television show. You'll get a discounted subscription. We also do have monthly subscription options available, so if an annual is a big nut for you to crack, that's okay. It's just 10 bucks a month if you want to go that route. And then we have a free trial period, so if you try it during that period, you decide you don't like it, cancel before it expires and you won't owe us any money whatsoever. 
All right, gentlemen, today's podcast, I'm going to lay out a series of events, and I want you to tell me what, if anything, you think they mean, okay? In June, a volunteer on the Bernie Sanders campaign attempted to mass assassinate about one-tenth of the members of Congress and a sizable portion of the Republican caucus in the United States House of Representatives. Just this weekend, we saw a leftist break onto Rand Paul's private property, assault him, break five of Rand Paul's ribs while he was mowing his lawn. And then the next day, yesterday, we saw an atheist arm up walk into a Texas church in the San Antonio area, open fire, worst church shooting in American history, killing 28, including several children, pregnant women, the pastor's daughter. Do these events, this sequence of events, do they signify anything beyond what I pointed out at the top of the television show today with this and other examples that we're seeing systemically in our culture of, of the left, or I'm sorry, of evil being on the march. But is there something unique happening on the left that is priming the pump beyond just systemically the problems that we are having, the shadow that is creeping over America as a, on a spiritual level as we speak? Is, there, is the rhetoric of the left, let me just put it bluntly, if you disagree with us, you're a racist, misogynist, homophobic bigot. You know, Todd, you and I, in our age now, in our mid-40s, we've been dealing with this talking point from our liberal friends and competitors all of our adult lives and political activism. Correct. Okay? So um, this is not a new escalation. It's just probably said with more vehemence and more conviction than ever before. But we've been dealing with this rhetoric, you know, for a couple of decades now on the right. So... Given that, is it unfair to say that what's going on on the left isn't directly linking to political violence, but the political violence is in and of itself part and parcel with a culture that is wrestling right now with its spiritual condition? Or has the left amped up the rhetoric that people are now acting on it? What say you, Todd? Well, the most active part of the left in terms of SJWs, they've said out loud- Which stands for social justice warriors. Social justice warriors. warriors. They've told you out loud on numerous occasions now that they believe uh, violence is justifiable. Uh, And they have so, the reason they think that is they have so painted uh, people like us, pick it from issue to issue to issue, as the other there there is no side there that's why dialogue is unnecessary i mean steve doesn't you you don't need to go to any sort of philosophical stretch or uh, connecting dots because you could honestly just say this is what they've told you if you are told that enough over time uh quite frankly regardless of political affiliation uh if you're given that much rope to move, you will end up acting violently, 
philosophical movements on the right and the left have done that. The common denominator in all of those cases, certainly in terms of uh, modern history, is the godlessness that comes with them. They are openly forsaking God. They are openly mocking God. We are being told just within the last 24 hours you know, how stupid we are for praying. And we're not being told that just by anonymous guy with weird avatar and who's named, you know, something uh, that's a bumper sticker. We're being told this by people with full-time jobs in big-time media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you you don't need to think for a second, Steve, about framing this fairly. You All you have to do is see what they've been telling us for months on end now through word and deed. And we should only expect that their flavor for violence... And you know what? The, I haven't... The one... Even though it doesn't involve death, that is the most perhaps interesting now is Rand Paul. Now, it still remains to be seen. Some neighbors just hate each other, and they could both be voting Republican all the time or both be voting Democrat. Uh, We need to know a little bit more. But, But the combination of the press, as you said, Steve, today on the show talking about a man who's got five broken ribs and, and tackled from a time from behind and in, i guess in his own home uh that's a level of again journalistic malfeasance that is disgusting and now when it's just hatfield mccoy time it's not thunderdome here on campus or anything but right there in our own backyards we need to be locked and loaded wondering whether our neighbor is going to shank us, Steve. That's why I've been saying, again, without apology for quite some time, we're in the middle of a civil war. That's ev- that's um, evidence uh, number one for why I know I'm right. Before I follow up with what you just said, Aaron, I want to know what you think. This is first and foremost and primarily and originally a spiritual problem. Um Regardless of whether or not talking heads and the left feed into this violence with escalating rhetoric, that rhetoric in and of itself, I think, is more evidence of the spiritual problem that underlies this. Mm. It is a vicious circle that you can probably point to um, just from, I I guess you would say, prima facie, just uh, looking at just, I guess the, the proper term would be Occam's razor here. The simplest explanation is that the escalating rhetoric does feed in to uh, crazy people's uh, belief that it's okay to use violence to achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve. But I look back at um, your hit on CNN and uh, Sally Cohn, I think mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. was on there. And she agreed That was back in June after the back ball field. Back in June. Um, she yeah. agreed with you that, uh, that the rhetoric needs to be toned down a little bit, that we need to watch our rhetoric. And then two weeks later, she says something completely back crap crazy. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. I mean, it was. She accused Paul Ryan of going on a quote fifty state yeah, yeah, killing yeah, spree yeah. for attempting to repeal Obamacare. Yes. Yeah, that is evidence, first and foremost, of a spiritual problem. That is evidence that these people on the left, whether or not they're the ones who are doing the rhetoric, whether or not they're the ones believing it, or whether or not they're the ones actually carrying out the violence, 
they have took the bait. They have taken the notion, ye be like God, hook, line, and sinker. And, Todd, you're, you're right to a certain extent. These people are godless, but they're capital G godless. They have a god, and sure. they're willing to die, and they're willing to suffer for oh, that god. There's always an idol, you're right. And that god is in the mirror every morning when they wake up. That's the god that they serve. And because they are their own standard, that explains the level of shamelessness, the deeping, deepening shamelessness that we see from the left, whether it's the people in front of the, the, the camera or whether it's the people on the streets of UC Berkeley, the shamelessness from the left, we see that as shamelessness because we actually, at least in word, affirm some sort of standard. To people on the left, the people who, who believe that they are their own God, they have no standard. So you see the depths of depravity worsen and deepen every single passing day. And then you see outbursts like we saw in June. We see outbursts like we saw this weekend with Senator Paul and the church shooting. Those are just a logical conclusion of what happens when you believe that you are a god unto yourself. You will ultimately destroy yourself and destroys and destroy others in the process. That is very well said by both of you. And in fact, what both of you said, I think, um, is the is the follow up I was going to use in response to what you said, Todd, originally in the first place. Let's just walk this, through this from a worldview standpoint. Okay, I mean, when when I say somebody's a Marxist, what I'm going after is what they believe. Okay. It's not ad hominem. Right. When you say someone's a racist, you're going after who they actually are. Which is why, and by the way, there is a time and place for that. Is there a time and place to go after somebody for who they are? Yeah. Yeah, you bet there is. That's why you better be sure, though, when you do and not be flippant about it. So let's walk through this. Let's just look at worldview as a mathematical equation. If I believe that I am either my own God or that another way of saying that is that whatever God I, I claim to put my faith in changes who he, she, or it is based on what I want and desire at the time. All right. So that's the first part of the equation is that if I, if I believe that either I make God in my own image or there is no God, thus I make myself God. And so there's no standard higher than myself to be accountable to. If I then follow that up with, if you disagree with me, it means you're a racist, you're a misogynist, you're a homophobe, you're a xenophobe, you're a bigot. If I then follow that up from there with, and if you're and racist, misogynistic, homophobic, xenophobic bigots don't have rights. They don't have rights. Then if I follow the formula here, why wouldn't I resort to violence if I thought the system wouldn't stop? What Now let's reverse engineer back. The system is giving people I think are, are, are beneath contempt rights to, to do what I think is bad. Because I think if you disagree with me, you're a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot, and the system's allowing you to be that. 
And then I go back to very, and then I reverse engineer now and I go all the way back to step one. I am, I, I govern my own conscience. I'm not accountable to any being or anything outside of myself. If that is my worldview, then why wouldn't I resort to violence to stop that which my conscience that is governed by nothing other than my own flesh, my own desires, says is bad? Why wouldn't I do it then? Well, you're of course right, and you're describing Darwinism, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is it's this that is, brutal. Yes, it's, it's that brutal, and it's actually in this case though, it's even worse because whether we agree or not with uh, Darwinism. What it is, what what triggers uh, Darwinism is is blind chance over and over and over again, and it's brutal in just going through that process. But no, 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 no. Here in what Steve is describing, the deck is stacked uh, because you have cheerleaders put in places of power: Hollywood, journalism, uh, the, the uh, federal uh, bureaucracy, uh, that are constantly priming this pump so it's wait at least with the game of blind chance hey maybe it'll it won't uh turn up black today you know maybe the wheel will spin on a different no here it this is going to happen it is happening because there are people who want to make sure it happens we're not dealing with chance now we're dealing with fate yeah, um, culture is is made up of uh, the larger culture. It, it contains several other subcultures or bubbles, if you will. If if you will, there's uh, you know there's your church bubble. There's your um, you know uh, sports bubble. There's there's all sorts of little subgroups that you can be a part of. Uh, the people that agree with you that you can feel safe around, and of course those we've talked about those are disappearing quickly. But when it comes to leftism, the large uh, bubble or the mainstream culture, the one that encompasses all the other uh, bubbles, if you will, is is made up, as Todd just said, of, uh, of of cheerleaders. So these people always, always, always feel emboldened to do what they think they need to do to enact justice, because there's never any contrarian thought put into their head whenever they step out into the larger culture. No, uh, in, in, at least in mainstream culture, as Todd just alluded to, with Hollywood and uh, the media uh, as well. And so it's it's no wonder for the reasons you just articulated, Steve, and what Todd just articulated as well. It's no wonder that these people seem uh, emboldened in their shamelessness every single day. I mean, this is, read Romans 1. This is, this is what we're seeing every day on a day-to-day basis. I think this is, this is why worldview matters. And I think this is, this is, this is a topic we largely re- neglect in our culture. And some of it is willful because, frankly, a lot of people who know what I just said is wrong can't articulate, though, the basis of their own worldview for why they believe that. And so we have a tendency to give shallow, politicized talking point responses back and forth to one another. Um, as opposed to getting to what is really the root of the problem here. And, you know, I got an email from somebody the other day responding to you and I's dialogue back and forth in the Reformation last week. And, and she said, I like the way that you went right to the bigger picture 
that really what we're what really we're having a debate about there's the there's the issues most people think that the debate about the reformation was about but those are actually tertiary those are the result of what is the overarching debate what's the ultimate authority the scriptures themselves or the church similar to the justification by faith alone we're not really arguing justification by faith alone we're really arguing the security of the believer that's what we're really arguing because if you're Catholic like Todd and you don't believe that your salvation is secure at from conversion onward, then you're going to reject, you believe that you have to work out, you have a different definition of what Paul means from work out your salvation with fear and trembling than a Protestant who believes that does. But, but since most people don't understand the basis of their own worldview, now the reason why I could have that conversation with you is because even though I'm not Catholic, I know why you think what you think because I've studied what you think. And so that helps me to get to what really is, as Don Henley once sang, the heart of the matter. Yes, and also okay? there's another part of this too. By you and I having this argument, neither one of us think because we have a philosophical difference, think that the other one is doomed to hell, and I'm sitting here already talking to St. Peter and right. vice versa. Right, because, and that, and that, because Jesus didn't say you're, you, you, by their philosophy you will know them. By their perfectly systematic theology you will know them. Now, it's philosophy and theology are vitally important yes but they're not the primary importance okay from a christian perspective it is is there the right fruit on that tree now where we would agree is the right philosophy and theology about who christ is and what he wants from us goes a long way in producing that right fruit of course but no one has a perfect philosophy or theology because none of us are none of us are okay but we like we often cannot really get to the heart of the matter because we really don't know why we believe what we believe, let alone what the people on the other side of the argument believe. This all really stems from all of this, this entire argument, all of the political arguments we have, everything else really boils down to two arguments. Really, it boils down to two arguments. One is God is or he ain't. That's it. There's really only, James Dobson made this observation many years ago, and it's one of the most brilliant things that any Christian conservative activist has ever said, and because it just nails it. There's really only two worldviews on planet Earth. God is, or he ain't. Now, within those two worldviews, there's a lot of isms, okay? But those are philosophies. They're not worldviews. Those are philosophies that are the basis for the base or, or are, are the result of the basis of the world. The framework itself. around the foundation, yes. as you like to say. But when you boil it all down, there's only two worldviews on planet Earth. Islam and liberalism are the same worldview because they both say God ain't. God ain't what he says he is in the Bible. That's what they both say. Now, the, now within those, that, and so if you, a lot of you are, fa- are, are confused. I get this question a lot. Why, are, why does the left love Islam? If, the, if these Islamists took over, they would cut their heads off first because it's a tacit admission that they're the same worldview. We don't want God to be who he said he was in the scriptures either, period. We don't. We don't want that. We don't want that God. We want God to be what we want it to be or what Muhammad said he was or who my college professor said that he wasn't. Because when you boil it all down, Dr. Dobson's correct. There's only two worldviews. God is or he ain't. That's it. There, there's not anything else. 
That's all there is. There isn't any more. Now, it gets complicated within those two worldviews. And, and, and even isms within those two worldviews will clash, like a giant schism 500 years ago last week. Okay? But that argument was about, we both say God is. Now, we don't always agree, but we're, we're starting from the same premise. Liberalism and Islam do not always agree, but they're starting from the same premise. God isn't. God ain't. There's only two worldviews. That's number one. Number two, the, is human nature basically good or not? That's really what all of this is about. Is human nature basically good or not? It's really everything we argue and debate. Everything. Everything, Steve. Everything. I promise you. Send me any email you want. Bring up any divisive cultural, political, economic issue. Any of them. And I promise you, I can show you, it's about one of those two things, if not both of them at the exact same time. Thoughts on that, Todd? Well, which is immensely helpful instead of, and oh my goodness, in the last week I have seen more than my share of too smart by half. It, 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 it. Enough to know that there we are we are doomed uh, short of a miracle because the smart set is just getting it really really wrong. What Steve is talking about is in essence keep it simple, stupid. God wants us, quite frankly, in many respects, to keep it simple. God stupid. keeps it really simple. I had somebody who was a skeptic say to me once, came up to me. I used to work with him at the at my local radio station that I used to work at, and he came up to me one day as I was preparing a show, and he said. So I hear you talk about the gospel all the time, and he laid it out what, I, what it is, and he said, it, it can't be that simple. And I said, why? I said, you have children. When you want to love them, when you want them to know you love them, don't you make it plain? What kind of a father makes it a mystery? Whether, I love, whether, whether my kid, I, I want my kids to kind of be on edge. Do they know if I love them or not? What would we say, what, 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 Aaron, what kind of father would we say that is? You're a psychopath. Yeah, we'd, take, we'd call him a terrible father. But the father who makes it well known what his demands are, what, are, what, is, what, are, what is right and what is wrong, what the lengths he's willing to go to to protect and defend his children, what kind of father do we call that? Exemplary, That's outstanding. That's a good father. So yeah, it is that simple. And the reason God makes it that simple is because what's the animal that we're often compared to in the scriptures? Sheep. Which are the dumbest mammals on planet Earth. So that goes to your point, Todd. So I'll let you finish your point. I'm sorry. Pardon my interruption. No, you you dotted it, crossed it, perfect. Um, but we're in... Uh, it, 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 that is a sign of love at every... It, to, to grab the analogy of our fatherhood, you know, with, with raising... Uh, my young, my young children into adolescent children into adult children. You you will increasingly ask more of them, and you will do it uh, in in different ways. And the balance of justice and mercy will be there because it has to be for either one to make sense. It's not that's not arbitrary. You uh, somebody who cl- th- thinks they are uh, all in on the mercy end will get that entirely wrong and somebody who claims they are all in on the justice end will get that entirely wrong um god loves us so much that he kept it this simple you guys can't handle this on your own but i got this now watch what my son's about to do 
that that's not vague that that's what uh, people like uh, uh, whoever it was that talked to steve it really drives it they're they're being disingenuous they get lost and again in the too smart by half Uh, but if if you pull them back a little bit they'd say no look at that there's no greater love than this he will lay down his life for his friend not complicated not a rube goldberg machine not a bunch of moving parts just incredible awesome love now it, that involved the man raising from the dead. There's, that's going to involve some faith on your part. You do what you will with that, uh, but don't don't pretend that this is something is not. It's it's the exact opposite of a Rube Goldberg machine. This is the 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 essence of the universe boiled down to just one sentence. The Ten Commandments, ultimately, in their trend, they can be described in words. I mean, they are meant to be. Simple, not complicated, very simple. So just demand, the best thing you can do for friend, for people like the one who came to Steve is just, it's going to be an act of faith no matter what, but disabuse them of notions that there's a bunch of moving parts to this. That's for other faiths. This Christianity thing is ultimately pretty clean at the end of the day. Yeah, it's um, it, it's clean and it is uh, it's simple. It's it's not easy, no. uh, but it's it's simple. Uh, a lot of the most, uh, I mean that that's we we make that distinction quite a bit. But it, when it comes to the gospel, it cannot be any more uh, simple than that. And I, I I think the biggest thing again that we can hope for. And we keep saying this over and over and over uh, again. The biggest thing that we can hope for in this country, not for the sake of making America great again, not for the sake of uh, wealth or prosperity, but for the sake of the condition of men's souls, men and women's souls in this country, is revival. Because it is clear, although not everybody has gotten to the point of breaking into a senator's home that you disagree with politically and breaking their ribs, or going into a church and shooting up pregnant women and children, not everybody has gotten to that point. And nobody, you know what, I don't think anybody could accuse us of saying that of all leftists. You do not get to that point in the culture unless some of these notions that we've been talking about, about whether God is or he isn't, have been taken to some pretty dark places. You don't get that to this point in a culture producing those type of people without a larger movement of 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 people buying that lie that there is no god or that i am my own god so that's again this is this is simple it takes revival and uh it it starts with each person individually i just had um uh, a guy i'm not gonna name him by name i just had a guy email me this morning uh, who um, came to know the Lord seven years ago, listens to the show, and I uh, didn't get into the specifics of his testimony, but I was just I was just at a, a men's retreat with him uh, this weekend where a few guys came forward and um, accepted uh, the message of the gospel. That is powerful to see. I saw a witness, I was a firsthand witness to men confessing some ongoing struggles and sins in their lives and that's what it takes. That's what I think revival looks like. I wish it was a lot more people. I wish there was a lot more guys that I could have seen do this. But that that that's, I think, what revival 
looks like admitting that you are not your own God, that you are not in charge of things, and then seeking the answer in repentance of your own sin. And that's, I got to see that this weekend. And um, that's, that's what this is, is going to take. More people modeling that and letting the world, in this incredibly dark culture, letting the world know what that love looks like, know what that simplicity uh, of the gospel looks like in day-to-day life. So for those of you wondering, what's this have to do with your original question? The answer is everything, actually. Because without everything Todd and Aaron have talked about, why would I restrain myself against that which I have determined unto myself is bad and evil? Why would I do that? If I really believe that Rand Paul, who's been one of the leading voices calling out Republicans for not truly repealing Obamacare this year, if I really believe that if we repeal Obamacare, people are going to die. Like, well, for, let, me, let me put it another way. In the 80s, we had problems in the pro-life movement with people believing it was pro-life to bomb abortion clinics. Problem with that is, is everybody in that clinic guilty? No, we don't know the circumstances of everybody there. God is a God of order, not a God of vigilante justice. Okay, so the idea that you take upon yourself the enforcement of the law by breaking God's law against murder yourself is anathema to God's law. You're not upholding God's law. You're a, you're a lawbreaker unto yourself. The reason that went away is because it was believers within the pro-life movement who drew a clear line in the sand in the 80s and the early 90s and said to men like Eric Rudolph and others, you can't, that's verboten. We don't go there. It's not happening. Because that was his argument. Well, if we really believe they're killing people in there, we should go in there and kill them. Well, you can't break God's law to defend God's law. That's, you know, the word of God refers to itself as a double-edged sword. The one standing for it is every bit as accountable as the one they are that is in opposition to it. Simultaneously, by the way. But... We're not hearing that kind of talk on the left. Where's the condemning of the, of the protesters? Where's the condemning of the violence against Trump supporters that we've seen? There hasn't been too much of it. So if I believe I am my own God and I'm basically good, and since I'm my own God and I'm basically good, I've decided you're wrong, that means I've... I've judged you. I've, you've been weighed, measured, and found wanting. Where does, why would I, if, if, I'm, if I believe Rand Paul gets his way on Obamacare, people are going to die. Have we not seen that rhetoric in mainstream media all this year? All these people are going to die without their Obamacare. Have we not seen that rhetoric? Yes. Then tell me why I wouldn't act on it. In fact, I could make a case. It is far more consistent to act on that rhetoric in the way Rand Paul's attacker did. You're actually taking it to its most logical conclusion. Yes. You're actually acting with more integrity within that demonic pagan worldview than someone who just says that on, with a Brooks Brothers suit on MSNBC tonight for ratings and then goes home in, a limit, in, in their own gas-guzzling SUV with a private driver. Do you driver. expect me to just stand by and watch this right. evil, Steve? Right. That's, that's my point. Yes. Then why wouldn't you do that? Why would you not act? That's why it all comes down to worldview. All It all does. 
Because the truth of the matter is the history of human civilization is there's a lot more of what happened to Rand Paul than there is peaceable assemblies, peace, civil disobedience. There's a lot more of once I've decided you're the other, I just take up arms and I do away with you. I'll go back to the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Even within a Christian worldview, this is a very difficult line to walk because what was the next two centuries of Christendom like after the Reformation? Blood. Bloody. Blood. Blood-soaked villages all throughout Europe. And that was with people who had the benefit of the word of... While saying they were upholding the word of God, this is what they did to one another. So if those who have the word of God in their presence struggle to walk the line of restraint I'm describing, explain how those who have rejected it from the outset and made their own sinful selves God, how in the world do they do it? Well, the answer throughout all of human history, guys, is what? They, they don't, don't, and they don't even try, and they, and they justify the opposite. That's right. They often don't even try. It's justified. You're the other. And that goes to what you said, Aaron. That's why the only remedy here is revival. That is the only remedy. Well, Steve, we have laws and those things. The laws will change. Mark my words. Has the law, throughout human history, has the law, has the civil law by itself advocated for dissent? Not often, no. Not even in our country. We had separate but equal. Not even our country with our history of freedom and liberty. Have we, have we walked this line? Do we have a perfect record walking the line I'm talking about? No. So then how about a culture that doesn't have any of the providential foundings that we have? How do they walk that line historically? What's history of human civilization say? Like you said, Todd, they don't even try. Walk down the street of any major Muslim country in America, in, their, in, in any place, in any town, and demand your right to dissent. See how that goes. It's not a mental health issue. It's not a violence issue. It's a worldview issue. These people are, are frankly taking a worldview and just acting on it to its ultimate conclusion. And that's why the one argument that we need to have on the right is often the one we don't. We rarely, if ever, discuss and debate worldviews. And it's because most of us on the right don't know why we believe what we believe either. We just have sentiments, traditions, or reactions to the left that we're offended by. And so we can't, the, there's only one way, only one, only one thing defeats a bad worldview. A good one. Can't defeat a bad worldview at a ballot box can't defeat it with a military or a cop. You have to defeat a bad worldview with a good one. That's why we talk so much about worldview on this show. Gentlemen, I'll give you the last word. Well, this has been one of the most fascinating things uh, now sitting next to you, but initially as a listener, then as a friend, uh, to listen to you year after year after year go through this, and it must have been an incredible learning curve for you. You've talked about when you started to do this on the show, but to see the conversations and the turn that they've taken when people, again, air quotes, on our side have been simply unable to deal with the line of questioning 
that you've thrown your way. And you haven't been, actually, you've been doing the opposite of three-dimensional chess. You've been doing, quite frankly, the God thing more and more in your career, I think, keeping it simple, stupid. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't some contrivance to see, let's, you know, who I who I can be smarter than. It's about, no, I, I think this is what we're supposed to be about. At least this is what I'm told. So can you answer these fundamentals and the ridiculous jigs and the blank stares, et cetera, et cetera, that have been done over the years? Is testimony to the simple fact that, yes, we must talk about the stain that progressivism is and their worldview is on our culture. But every time we do that, in the very next breath, we must talk about our own stain, the own lies we tell ourselves, and they are legion. Aaron, you get the last word. Yeah, that's absolutely absolutely well said, Todd. Um, As evil... As, as what we've seen has been over the last few weeks in this country, I think at this point um, we can only expect it to get a whole lot worse. That's not to say that um, our lives are not worth living. Of course, that's not what that means. It just means that this is, this is the frame of mind that a lot of us are going to have to live the, the the vast majority probably of our lives contending with this unrest but you do not have to get down in the muck and mire with that we just spent the last five minutes talking about defeating a bad worldview with a good one the need for revival that's that's the frame of mind that you should be in not oh my, things suck, or uh, oh no, we suck again. That's not, <laughs> that's not the frame of mind that, that's going to defeat this worldview. If ours is truly better, then one, learn it. Learn what you be- say you believe. And two, start acting like it's better. Start living your life like your worldview is, is better. This is not some sort of heebie-jeebie, um, hokey-poke thing here. So many, I see so many on our side, supposedly on our side, live their lives as if and, and write and, and do things as if we've already defeated or we're going to be defeated in the end. That cannot stand. Uh, and I think we have, to, we have to start living our lives and actually start exemplifying our own worldview. Very well said, both of you. Thanks for picking up my slack today, too, as well. My voice started giving out there at the end, so appreciate you guys having my back. Thanks for tuning in today here on CRTV. Don't forget uh, today's television show, promo code DACE, so you can catch that. Uh, Back at it again tomorrow, hopefully, with a stronger voice. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.